Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. And it's a very big welcome back to the man himself, Phil Hoffman. Alan, it's good to be here. Good, good to be back to see in, you. in Adelaide too as well. Yeah, <laughs> you've been uh, you've been out flirting around the world. You're flirting you, around you, the world. You've, you've been, been jet-setting a bit. Uh, been to but, uh, Cuba. I've been to Cuba. For the first time. First time. And, uh, Alan, I had to go to a uh, conference in Nassau in the Bahamas. And a group of people going from all around Australia were going. And one of them is an operator for Cuba. And uh, he rang me up and said, how'd you like to join us and uh, see a little bit of Cuba before our arrival in the in Nassau in the Bahamas? So we had four nights um, in uh, in Havana. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in love with Cuba. Yep. And um, I just, you know, I just loved it. You know, just the, the people, the, the destination, the culture of the place, the music, you know, food. Um, and you just felt so very relaxed and and safe and that you go into little bars and, and they say oh this is the bar where Ernest Hemingway sat right, or yeah. drank every night you know and they had a bronze statue in one of the bars yeah. and honestly you walked in and looked left and you thought there he is there he is and there was all these he had 18 years of his life there yeah, yeah. is <clears> it like <throat> stepping back into the 50s oh, absolutely. and 60s definitely. Yeah. definitely back into the 50s you know colonial architecture I better have a drink of water yeah <laughs> and uh, it was just, uh, yeah, fabulous. The old cars, yeah, you yeah. know, the watching the cigars being rolled and made and etc. Uh, the uh, the drinking of the rum and everything else, but it just. It oozes energy. I, you know, I talk about different cities in the world, around the world, that have got enormous energy. Like you talk about New York, you talk uh, Istanbul and places like that. There's a, there's a sort of extra energy level that's in the people. And I felt that in Cuba. And uh, and so hospitable. They just wanted to... They were very proud of that's their, their country. It's interesting that you feel that energy, though, isn't it? Because Absolutely. you think they've been closed off for so long. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, everywhere you go, you're made to feel very welcome. But it's, uh, it's not like a renaissance. Renaissance happening in the place. They've got mm. all this beautiful architecture and they're preserving it. So, a lot of the new hotels or ho- hotels that are building new hotels in there, they're not allowed to touch the facade of the, of the building. Right. They just can build mm. behind it and gutter some of the rooms and then put you know, build the, the new hotels. And I stay at the Kapinski Hotel out of this world, five, six star. You know, it was just magnificent. Just saw the opening of the Packard Hotel while we are there. Mm. And you love this, Alan. In the basement, in the garage of the Packard Hotel, they had a 1937 Packard. Oh. And if you stayed in a certain level in the hotel, you could take the car for a run around. You could drive uh, it Havana. yourself. You could drive it yourself around Havana. And, uh, and you know, you just looked at the car and it's said, immaculate. Yeah. But all these cars, I mean, yeah. they've got every colour you can think of is there. And the, and the cars are so good. You know, you go you go for a decent drive in them. And, and not cheap, you know. I think they, they say the drivers with the cars make more money than a teacher does in uh, Havana, uh, but you, you know, go. And, but you, you just walked everywhere. But you know, Parliament House or the equivalent of Parliament House, called the Capitol, is as big as Washington. The Capitol Building in Washington is that right? Yeah. yeah. And then the library and the and the you know the theatre, the Opera House. So you know, you go back when you know it was all being built and and mm. um, very Spanish influence there, very you know colonial influence there. And, the, and as I said, some of the buildings that haven't been touched with, as far as the buildings are concerned, just look immaculate there. And uh, so and and they've got a guy, a resident guy, that is actually getting 
outside organisations to help fund the re, you know the sort of rebuilding of, of Havana, but not touching anything, not touching you know the architecture, but just rebuilding mm. and in some of the squares and all that and, and um, museums and art galleries. But when you walk around some of the streets, you'd think you're in New Orleans. You know, yeah, the people yeah, sitting yeah. up on the balconies yeah. and they're singing and you know smoking cigars or having a drink, whatever. And you go to these little bars and there's just a charm about it. Mm. So. Um, would your advice be, though, if you've you, you got it on your bucket list, do it sooner rather than oh, later? Because oh, this will change. Oh, yeah, the more abso- the industry absolutely. picks up, the and, more this know, is going to change. Numbers, yeah, big numbers are coming down. But yeah. I flew um, with the VIX airline in Air Canada from Toronto, which flew me straight into Havana, three and a half hour or three hours, 15 minutes flight from Toronto. And, you know, they talk about getting visas and that. Well, I filled out a, a five-line piece of paper with my name and passport number and everything else and went in through uh, Havana in about two minutes. So, right? so it was very easy, you know. But what was exciting, and I've been watching, um, Alan, is a lot of the cruise lines themselves are yeah. doing now mm. extensive Cuban visits, whereas before they're saying, oh, we've, we're visiting Cuba and meant, you know, staying in Havana for one day. Well, that's not visiting Cuba. Now they're doing great circuits around Cuba and seeing, you know, the main ports of Cuba and spending, and in a lot of cases, overnights there. So, so for me, it was, you know, I'm looking at the future, but also just land touring as well mm, mm. you know some of the stuff you could do there uh, certainly you'd, you'd want I think to spend 10 to 12 nights in Cuba to see the good part of Cuba and, and enjoy it but everyone I've spoken to since coming back who's been to Cuba said I agree with Phil with you 100% you know it's just one of those destinations that one should put on, on their bucket list and you could go on then and do more of the Caribbean if you want that's so, right yeah, so you can sort region, of do yeah. uh, extra some people come in via Mexico some people come in via the Bahamas uh, or San Juan so as I said I flew in from Toronto with Air Canada, so it was fantastic. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone been there that uh, hasn't said exactly the same yeah. thing. I mean, your colleague, uh, Michelle Micken, yes. she's been a well, big fan of it for years. And she yeah. stayed in sort of houses, uh, you know, local homes. Yeah. So that yeah. was her way of seeing it. And, and, you know, and when she said that to me, I sort of... You know, I thought, well, do I want to stay in, in sort of homes like, you know, at local homes? Uh, because I like a hotel, you know, and, and all the things that go on in a hotel. Mm, mm. So when I went there, I was pleasantly surprised with the quality uh, of the hotels that are now there and are opening up as well. But there are some really old Cuban hotels mm. that have got so imagine. much character, mm. you know, when you walk in the, the front foyer and, and, and see it and that, et cetera. But as I said, the service and the, and, uh, the hospitality, first class. All right, all right. We'll stick that on the list if it hasn't Absolutely. already been there. Absolutely. Uh, we've also got a special guest. You mentioned uh, Vic, Vic Norton. He's uh, from Air Canada. And uh, how are you, Vic? Hey, I'm great. Have you been to Cuba? I have. I, I was going to say I was there uh, ten years ago, so it's probably little, little less developed than I guess it's got now. And it was amazing. And and there's loads of really cool beaches as well. Like if you just go out of Havana a bit and go like an hour down the coast, there's some deserted beaches that are just stunning. So yeah. I'd, highly recommend it as well mm, mm. now tell us about air canada <laughs> uh, we've got a great story to tell where do i start how long have you got <laughs> well you, you've, you've transported this great <laughs> yeah, man around know, exactly. for a start. so that's, well, that's a big tick isn't it phil it, it's funny yeah yeah it's a big tick for me so good, good timing i've come just as you've flown yeah. us and all the feedback was positive thank thank goodness no i mean we're actually a great way into cuba because obviously you miss miss the u.s and the u.s mm. can cause problems with mm. visas and all that so it's actually been a really popular routing for us, you know, to go up via Toronto and down. When I was asking about the numbers of going to Cuba, 
Canada, the Canadians were the biggest, one of the biggest yeah, visitors right. of okay. Cuba. So mm. they've obviously you know used that link down, but they just love it as well. Yeah. And they said, you know, it's a great destination for a, a summer holiday as well, getting away from the winters yeah. to go down into Cuba. And like you said about the beaches, which we don't even think about, but they just said some of the great beaches are <laughs> only three hours away from them. So that yeah, very popular. Yeah, yeah, and it's all I guess Air Canada, the story of us. Um, we a lot of people don't know, and I, I love. I've been in this role about a year, and I've been so excited because Air Canada's got a great story and not a lot of people know about what's been happening with the business. Like, And we're, we're now the eighth largest airline in the world and we've grown 40% in the last three years. So we've really been wow. part of this interna- mm. you know, massive international expansion. And obviously it's resulted in a lot happening here in Australia as well. And we've got now we've got three routes into Australia, so it's really exciting times. We've got Sydney, Vancouver. We've had that for uh, eleven years now. A direct service from Sydney, a direct service from Brisbane. We've had for just over two years, and now we launched nearly a year ago to the day, a year ago in early December, we launched Melbourne, Melbourne, Vancouver, and now we're now the only North American airline to operate to three Australian cities. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. no, it's going well. It's well, I used to fly with them. <clears throat> with Sydney, out of Sydney, and then via Honolulu, stop over, yeah. then get out and do yeah. customs and immigration again, and then get mm. back on the same plane, and you just go, God, it's got to be easier than <laughs> yeah. this. And mm. now with the direct services, yeah. now on three ports. So the Melbourne one suits us, uh, Alan, with all the people going on our Canadian Alaska mm. trips and that with APT yeah. and, and, and direct into that. But the, I think the interesting thing you, you've touched on is you also do a lot of into America as well as, as the extra is flying into Vancouver, doing Canada if you want to, and then other ports in America as well, and coming back. And I know, you know, the New York flight is very popular as well. Yeah, it's been absolutely huge for us, and it's that, that whole strategy has been part of our growth, I guess. It's been a key part of our strategy is the airports and make the transit into the US and beyond as easy as possible. I mean, we know the US airports don't have the best perception, so I guess, like, you know... Not, not, the, friend, not the friendliest <laughs> yeah, people yeah, working yeah. at the airports. Yeah. I'm not going to... I won't yeah. comment too much about yeah. it, but it's... That's being very polite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think Air Canada, like, when you look at a global strategy, so I guess seven years or so ago, they saw that as an opportunity. You know, how can we make our airports... You know, better airports to transit through a more seamless experience. And, and that's what we see now. I mean, I guess our main gateway from Australia is Vancouver, which is really positioning itself as a Pacific gateway. I don't know if, if you guys, have you been through? I guess you just I went have, through I Vancouver have through airport. Vancouver many times, yeah. and I'd say yeah. it's one of the, the nicest airports. It, it doesn't feel like an airport. It's, no, it's like you, a museum. It's a museum <laughs> with, with all the, you know, everything about it. And, and, I, and I can remember when I first went there, probably in the early 90s, so I've watched the progress of Vancouver Airport and, and all the additions to it now and, and the shopping and the mm-hmm. restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I always tell a story of one of the friendliest restaurants I've ever been in. There was a group of us, Alan, going back. We'd been to a conference and we wanted to sit down and have a meal and this girl was just, you know, the service was like a five-star hotel and yet it was just one of the restaurants in the in the, in the the hotel, in the uh, airport. So it was just fantastic. But Vancouver itself is a fantastic airport and I love Vancouver as a city. Yeah, yeah. If I had to move, Alan, I'd go to Vancouver. <laughs> would you? Yeah, I would. I could I could go to Vancouver because I think it's such a great place in the world where it's situated. Yeah. But just the climate and uh, all the facilities it offers um, and also access then to 
America or Canada, the rest of Canada, Canada or into Alaska. So it is a great place. Well, one of the, I guess, the industry's best secrets at the moment that people don't know about as well is when you're when you're in transit in Vancouver and you go into the US, they actually have a US uh, immigration and customs clearance there in the airport. So you effectively step onto US soil in Vancouver. Airport, yeah. yeah, and then and then you fly, you fly, and then when you fly in, say, Vancouver to New York, you're already in the US, so it's like it's a domestic flight. So when you, it, it kind of skips all that yeah, as well. And, yeah, okay. And, and the thing, the other thing that's great is you don't collect your baggage. So I'm sure a lot of you guys know, and a lot of listeners will know that when you're on the way to New York and you go through in LA or whatever, you have to, you know, collect your bags, reach out your bags in, do all that stuff. Well, when you go through Vancouver to the US, you don't do that. We actually through check your bag all the way to your US destination. So it just makes it a lot more hassle free and, and easy. The other thing that I think is fantastic is the new airlines uh, aircraft you've got. You know, I think you've got the uh, new uh, Dreamliner yeah. you know, running yeah. um, and Triple Sevens, etc. Yeah. So is the Dreamliner running out of Melbourne now? It, it is, yeah. yeah. It's brand new, brand new 7879, yeah. And and some of these new aircraft, uh, Alan, are just fantastic. Yeah. You know, they're so quiet, mm. uh, and you know, you sleep better. You 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 sort of arrive at the other end so much fresher. Exactly. So so, so flying time from Melbourne to uh, to Vancouver, uh, fourteen and a half hours. Yeah. So okay. yeah, it's not near, I'm afraid, yeah. but it's the nearest you you can be. Um, it's actually the longest route in our network as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you you've got obviously you got your quick hop from Adelaide to Melbourne. You know, we have we work at Virgin Australia and also Qantas. You so so if we check in in Adelaide or in you know Adelaide we can just put our bags right through we don't Absolutely. have to pull off the bags and, yeah, Alan, and that is such yeah. a big thing because mm. yeah. we weren't allowed to do that in Sydney at, mm. at, at, at times and yeah. we had to get the bags off recheck in there and, and get your boarding cards and, and the time was you know you only to be laid yeah. out of Adelaide and you're going I'm not sure I'm going to make yeah. this you know mm. so that's uh, nice. Yeah. and same thing if you're going to the US which yeah. I think is one, must be one of the only options where if you're going to the US again your bags are checked all the way through and we actually um, boast the fastest time from Melbourne and Brisbane to New York as well. So if you're an Australian and you want to go to, to New York, we're actually the fastest way to get there because of the the easy the transit in Vancouver because yeah. you can transit it in, I think, an hour and 50 minutes instead of... You know, through Vancouver. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Because there's one airport I don't like transiting through and that's <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. you know, and they keep telling me it's getting better yeah, you know, and I've been hit by my daughter a couple of times when she's dead, calm down, just you know, <laughs> softly go through, you know. And, and uh, I just want to say to the old adage, if I had a penny for... Every day, every time I hear that, I hear, I hear that every day. You know, I hear people say, I, "I'll do anything to avoid." I, I look at every combination that can get me to New York without, <laughs> without going through LA. Uh, yeah. Los Angeles. Well, Vancouver know. can do that, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. Now, a question I hadn't thought of before, uh, Vic, is if we wanted to go through to London yeah. via Vancouver with Air Canada, could we, you know, go? Then and then on to London. Yeah, you can. You can. We, the aircraft hasn't been scheduled, so it it doesn't connect, connect seamlessly. Yeah. Like yeah. It, you know, I think I think off the top of my head, I think it's about a seven hour layover. So okay. it, it's not configured for that market. No, but, okay. But who doesn't want to have a little stop in Vancouver yeah. on the way yeah. anyway? Yeah. So so you can do it, but it, it doesn't connect in a couple of hours like the US destinations and Canadian destinations. Uh, Vic, if we said to, I mean, I love 
going to both West Coast and East Coast because mm. I think Canada offers yeah. so much. Yeah. And, uh, and and the other day at the conference, they were talking about seeing the Northern Lights, yeah. you know, and, and all the Aurora Borealis there. Yeah. And uh, and they said, oh, you know, from about October onwards, you know, yeah. you see it virtually nearly every night. And, you you know, and, and we often sort of make a hard journey to Europe just thinking we're going to yeah. see it, but we can see it in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up in the Yukon up there, if you can make the track up there, it, mm. it, it's amazing. And, I mean, Canada offers so much, you know, and I think it, it's seen as, I guess, you've got the massive cruiser markets, an amazing jumping-off point for going up to do, you know, to see Alaska and do that. And then, obviously, in the winter, you have some massive ski market, you know, some of the best ski resorts in the world are up there. But it's a gr- great year-round destination as well, you know. You've got the wildlife. I mean, I was up there... Uh, back in July, and I, was, I had a grizzly bear encounter, you know, and you see whales, like, it, it just offers everything. Yeah. You can go there, and great cities, as Phil said, with Vancouver and What Toronto. would be on the top of your list, say the top three uh, you, you'd recommend, Vic? I mean, I know that's a tough question. Um, you've got, I mean, oh, yeah, it is actually quite tough. I mean, for me, for your wildlife, I mean, it was always on my bucket list to see bears, and I, I took yeah. it off, and seeing okay. the grizzly bears up just north of Vancouver Island was, you're never going to, yeah, that's a proper bucket list thing. I think, um, Lake Louise and that area yeah, is, is stunning, right. you know, Banff, and you've got the Rocky Mountains as well. Yeah, I get... Yeah, and then you, come across, and then you come across the other side to the east coast, yeah. and you've got Toronto and you've yeah. got Niagara Falls. Exactly. And, uh, and that, that area alone is yeah. spectacular. And the drive through to uh, Quebec and Montreal yeah, there and city. the little islands there and the, and the lakes, yeah. uh, just fabulous. And so we're seeing more and more people uh, going across the east coast yeah. now. Uh, in the past it was low, we stay on the west coast, mm-hmm. but now they're, they're seeing that, the train journey, Across, but but flying across to Toronto and uh, doing that drive there, and one of the most picturesque uh, towns I've ever seen in my life is Niagara on the on the lake. Yeah, uh, a little place about uh, half an hour drive from Niagara Falls, which you can do from Toronto. Yes. It's so easy, uh, and it's just the most spectacular in being just so clean. Just a little village on the lake. Green, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little town, and you can't drive through the town. You've got to park on the on the outskirts, and you walk through the town. Oh right, okay. And the yeah. and the flowers and the yeah. decorations of this little town. But often people would say, oh, "I just went to Niagara Niagara Falls." And I said, "No, you've got to go to Niagara on the lake." And every time I see it, I just fall in love with thinking what we could do here as a city to make it more beautiful, or, or Glenelg, or Holfast, places mm. like that. Mm. But uh, but I love all that area there, and then you've yeah. got the maritime region as well. Exactly. So when you say the attractions, they're just enormous. It, yeah, exactly. So much. The other big advantage too, I'm assuming, Vic, is that it doesn't get overcrowded. I mean, no. we ha- we're not talking the numbers that, you know, are south of the border. Yeah. I oh, know, it's a huge country, and I think, um, I, I don't know where it ranks in the biggest countries in the world, but I know it's one of them, and I think the population of Canada is only 35 million, mm. you know, and mm. so... Yeah, we're very, we're very common, uh, a lot of similarities between Australia and Canada, yeah. Yeah. size of the country... Mm. Volume exactly. of population, you're more than us, but you know, and uh, and you can, and there's a friendship with the Canadians with us, mm, very much very more much so. than than, and because they don't like their big brothers over the border, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and that's why we're here. That's why we've invested so much in Australia because there is a lot of travel between the two countries, a lot of synergies. The culture is very similar. You know, everyone loves Canadians, everyone loves Aussies. You know, that there's a lot of. Yeah, similarities between the two. And there's a lot of business now. We're finding there's a lot of trade happening between the two nations.
Netherlands. It's quite open. Canada's quite an easy business, uh, an easy country to do business in. You know, easier than the US. So we're seeing a lot of that corporate traffic yeah, as well. Yeah. Can I tell you, Alan, when I uh, first went to Canada. I was going to see a friend who was in living in the Rockies and teaching, and I flew into Calgary to, and picked up my car in Calgary. And as I drove out of this, you know, the garage where all the cars were parked, I said, "Now, which way to the Rockies?" He said, "Mate," he said, "If you look that way, he says a thousand kilometres of nothing, just flat plains." He said, "Look that way, and you see the snow-capped mountains." He says, "That's where you're heading." You know? He said, "I think it's very hard." You know? I don't think and, you'll get lost. No, I don't think you'll get lost. And I always remember that one there. But I've just loved Canada yeah, all my time in Canada, and it's still one of our biggest markets um uh alan it, the, the, you know the west coast with the rockies and, and and alaska makes up a very big part of our business in terms of you talk iconic tours that is one of the most mm. iconic but mm. we're seeing more and more people going back now and doing very much the individual stuff and going north or or you know driving through different areas e canada's very easy to drive if you go in the right time you don't want to go in the, in the winter because <laughs> no. you know with yeah. the ice and everything else but in the summer it's a beautiful time to drive yeah. through you know uh, the Rockies and over the mountains. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was there in December and it was minus thirty. That was an experience. Yeah, I, yeah. But, but they're well geared that. up for it, though. You know, they're well geared up for it. You don't, you know, a lot of like Toronto, a lot of it's underground, and yeah. it's still very comfortable yeah. even yeah. during those times. Vic, uh, thank you for uh, telling us a bit. Uh, the other thing I just kind of mentioned before we close on your session is the fact that. Uh, Air Canada's got the three the three levels now: premium, so business, yeah, yeah. premium economy, and economy. And people are uh, a lot of people are loving that premium economy, yeah. uh, which is a lot of airlines don't have, but they are certainly heading towards that. You've already jumped the gun in that, so I think it offers a, a great service for people to travel on Air Canada to to uh, either go from economy to premium economy without having to pay a huge amount to going up to business class. So I think it's it's great what you've done with the, with the new, new airlines. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's very oh, very popular. Yeah, it's very popular, and it, all three of our services to Australia have the three cabins: the right, okay. economy class, the premium economy, and then uh, the business class, which we've just uh, renamed signature class, which is you know, a, a fully live flat, all the bells and whistles, you know, top top business class products. And um, we have yeah, so all three. So we've made the product quite consistent across all three, and all wide body aircrafts actually have that configuration, so it's very comfortable. Excellent, uh, good to meet you, Vic, uh, and all the best. And uh, the, the economy class fares started about fifteen hundred dollars, yeah. they? So yeah. there's some pretty good fares uh, around at the moment. Stay with us, and if you've got any questions uh, for Phil, give us a call eight double two three double o double o. The Phil Hoffman Travel Team will be in the five double a travel lounge between two and two thirty today, taking your calls off air. Phil Hoffman Travels experts can give you the best advice on where to go, when to go, what to see and how to get there. Whether you're planning your trip by plane, ship, rail or road, the 5AA Travel Lounge is where you need to check in. Call the Phil Hoffman team between 2 and 2.30 today. All calls are answered off air. Call 8419 1473. That's 8419 1473. Fancy a week in Japan? Phil Hoffman Travel and Wendy Wu Tours are offering your partner to fly free. Stand amongst the neon lights of Tokyo. Explore the serenity of Kyoto. Experience the natural beauty of Hakone. And admire the perfect symmetry of Mount Fuji. Includes return airfares from Adelaide, seven nights accommodation, all meals, expert guided touring and sightseeing. Fully inclusive from just $6,290 per person. Conditions apply. Visit pht.com.au. In Adelaide and across South Australia, this is Alan Hickey. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. 
We've got Phil Hoffman with us. He's back home. He's returned home. He's been off uh, cruising around the world. He's visited <laughs> Cuba. And uh, you have literally been cruising. Uh, Majestic Princess. I, I have. Now, uh, this is something I'm really looking forward to, yeah, Majestic Princess. We um, we flew down to uh, Auckland on last Tuesday, this time last week, yeah. and we jumped on Majestic Princess on the Wednesday and cruised back to uh, Sydney on it and arrived back on Sunday, Sunday morning uh, on the new Majestic Princess, which is probably... You know the biggest and and, and the the youngest uh, cruise uh, princess ship. Yeah, uh, it was fantastic, and and I had, had lunch on it before about um, three weeks before when it first arrived in Sydney. So you know, and just just walking around it then, I thought, oh, unbelievable! Mm. But to sail on it was right. fantastic, and uh, and she's here for the summer season. She's she? here for the summer season, and. Mm probably the best pricing I've ever seen for a ship of this nature of the quality that it is uh, and what it's offering for uh, to, and we had a group of about 48 on it uh, that was just on there as from you know our, our clients yeah. that were on it mm. but I was on it for because it was a summit with uh, Carnival Cruise Lines which the Corporation Carnival Cruises Cruise Lines owned about nine cruise lines so in terms of Princess Holland America, Seabourn uh, Cunard and Carnival itself, and also PO, etc. And, and then we had all the chiefs on from America. So they were talking to us about the future of cruising, mm-hmm. where they're seeing the trends, and what ships are being built. It's incredible. Yeah, I can't get over every week you come in yeah. uh, from your someone from your team is talking about a new ship being built. Well, this there's, is a, a, yeah, the industry a, is just going through the roof. There's a hundred ships will be built between now. 218, late 218, wow. and wow. 2027, 100 ships. Now, we're talking a billion dollars every yeah. time we build some of these ships, yeah. and we're talking three, you know, two to 3,000, 4,000 yeah. people, and uh, so enormous. The good news for us was they reckon in 21 we might get one of these new ones or, or close to new coming to Adelaide for a period of time. Now, we've really? been working on this for a long yeah. time, but we're very excited for, if we pull it off, but we have been told that Regal Princess, which is the sister Majestic, and as I a few years old that is coming back to Australia in uh, late 2019 to be here for 2021. Um, that's going to be in Australia, so mm. the capacity is going to go up about 40. Mm. percent We're already punching above our weight, really, for a city Adelaide, this size. Adelaide is fantastic, uh, thanks, thanks and largely to you guys. Well, you know, so we're, much we're, to, yeah, yeah, we've been yeah. pushing, and yeah. it's been great working with SA Tourism, and they're do, their people in that, in that area division are doing a great job promoting Adelaide and promoting some of the other ports. And if we keep going, and we can get Get the numbers and get the and what we're, we're talking about here, uh, uh, Alan, is the cruise ships going out of Adelaide and coming, and coming back, back to Adelaide, again, yes. which Sydney has and Melbourne has and Brisbane. Mm. So it's going to be nice for us to put our hand up. Mm. And already they've seen the great numbers that when they introduced that one for 1920, how we filled those up so very quickly. Uh, this time, you know, next time it comes up, it's, it's going to be fantastic. So. And the other thing that I want to say on this show is that Regal Princess, when it does come out, mm. it's going to come out from London. So it's going to go London right through Rome and then the, the sewers and then from Dubai out to Singapore and down to Sydney. That's going to be a great uh, what we call repositioning cruise. So we're going to be getting that out soon to the marketplace because that'll be fantastic to jump on one of the ships like that, especially if you like line voyages. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. And for a, for a real cruisy, that's the way to do it. Mm. But even new cruise people... The like repositioning it. cruise, that's uh, they, they're changing... Uh, yeah. 
know, changing seasons, yeah, yeah, yeah hemispheres and all yeah. that, and then yep. that will go back at a certain. So anyway, so just to being on it, but uh, we've got a whole series of uh, majestic princess cruises. One of the big ones that I love is, and Krista did it this year. Um, she brought the ship out, the majestic princess, first introduction into into a Sydney to Australia, uh, out of Shanghai, and we're repeating it next year, yep. uh, Shanghai to Brisbane. So it's a shorter cruise, I can't only get by over about this a price, Phil. yeah day, twenty four nights, fly, yep. stay, and tour cruise. And then in that is, you know, one-way economy fare up to Shanghai. Yeah. And you know, you've heard me talk about Shanghai, just one of those magical cities. And you talk about having energy in the city and having a population. They have nearly the Canadian or Australian population, somewhere between 25 million mm. to 30 mm. million in one in place. One city, yeah. And it just vibrates. Yeah. And, but yeah. it's fantastic. So it's got economy airfares, uh, Adelaide to Shanghai, four nights pre-cruise stay at, uh, in Shanghai to experience So you Shanghai. get four nights in Shanghai to four explore Four nights in yeah. Shanghai to yeah. explore it and because you're on a cruise ship you know you can buy a little bit more in the, sh- the stores yeah. and bring them home when you get to Sydney and then just get them back from Sydney uh, private transfers between Shanghai Airport Hotel and Port um, and there's various other things that we're doing on while they're there, they're there. and then 20 nights on Sydney to Shanghai uh, sorry from Shanghai to, to Brisbane sorry and inside price lead in price uh, Alan 4000 $699 for 24 nights and an airfare. So, you know, so you can build up from that with a you know, outside cabin and then a uh, veranda. Yeah. I've got to say, once you have a veranda, you never go back. You'll never go back. I never go back. <laughs> so, uh, and, so that's fantastic yeah. to have that. Yeah. And we're so pleased, as I so say. So $4,500, 24 nights away, that's given me that's given me four nights at Shanghai. Yep, yep. And then, uh, you know, another 20 nights on yeah. board. Yeah. That's, and then, and that's everything, amazing, everything yeah. includes, I mean, yeah. some of the shows that they have. Yeah. You know, on board, you just sit there. I mean, at night, I mean, I get men sometimes saying, oh, I probably would be bored. And I say, well, I look at the activity list from about 6 a.m. in the morning till 1 or 2 p- uh, two a.m. In, in the night. I said, and just that tires me out, just looking at it, <laughs> let alone doing anything, you know. And, and But the beautiful part about it, even with so- being a solo traveller, and we take you know, solo travellers yeah, and yeah. they get with a group, you know, you're always meeting somewhere to go somewhere and have a drink or go to a show or meet at lunchtime or this is on and that's on, the touring as well. So they never, people never have to be on their own. And what I see sometimes, you know, people say, uh, you know, I see people sitting there and they're just, just listening to the music and you can sit there and all these different mm. bands are playing. It's all there. Yeah, it's all provided. Yeah, yeah, Great fantastic. fun. And the other Excellent. one, quickly, because I know yep. we're running out of time, Alan, we've just released... Uh, for next year, New Year's Eve, a two-night out of Adelaide on the Vasco da Gama. Oh, good one. Which was the Pacific Eden out and back, two nights out of Adelaide. You don't have to drive. You can just drink and enjoy yourself yeah, and, and dance right. and, and, and enjoy yourself. And you can see Eve. the fireworks for New Year's Eve Absolutely. off the coast. Yep, yep. Yeah. So it's going to be fantastic. Cruise to nowhere. Um, see the fireworks off of Glenelg Beach, but it's going to be fantastic. And it's the Pacific, was the Pacific Inn, now called the Vasco da Gama. And someone said, <laughs> I think it was to my daughter, you know, what's the story behind the Vasco da Gama name? She didn't realise it was a... Explorer, <laughs> a Dutch explorer. But anyway, that's that's the young youth of today. Yeah, yeah, that's a generational <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, generational yeah. thing. But that prices for that started to six eighty nine. Yeah, per cut. Yeah. I mean, what a great yeah. way to see it. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. So uh, good on you, Phil. Yeah, so we're very pleased with that one. So yeah, great. Exciting times ahead, as always. Uh, Phil Hoffman with us for Phil Hoffman Travel. Thanks, good to see Alan. you back uh, in back. town.